You are listening to the People-Centric Podcast, where we talk through the toughest challenges that people face at work and give practical advice to fixing those challenges. Thanks for joining our movement to create workplaces that are happier, healthier, aligned, and empowered by putting people at the center of all that we do. Hey, people-centric leaders, it's Don Harkey and Diana Royalty here from our team. Uh, we're doing a Don and Diana episode today. D&D. D&D. Wow. We're doing this. <laughs> Let's do this. We just also, we just lost all the D&D players in the audience. They're just listening to us and they're like, did you just make fun of us? Did you just say we're nerds? I love D&D. You love, wait, what? Yeah. Yes. I love role-playing games. How do you not know this about me? You know this I, about me. I I do. This is like when I, we were. Who was it that I was having the conversation with about Star Trek? And I they said something about like Don loves Star Trek. You did that to me, didn't you? Do that to me, and then I, you I you pretend like you didn't know anything about Star Trek. That's correct. Yeah, uh-huh. I made you look like a mega nerd and me look cool. Yeah, you like quoted like you're like it's like oh like the Kobayashi Maru, and you're like I don't know what that is, and I'm like I know you know what that is, and you just pretended like you didn't. You just threw me under the bus. That's you correct. know what D is. Yeah, I do yeah. know what DD. I have played DD. I've done it. I've stayed up it's really fun. late, eating too many, you know, drinking Mountain Dew and playing DD. I've done that before. I do not drink Mountain Dew when I do it, but I like DD. Okay. It's- well, you'd yeah. probably play better if you drink Mountain Dew. That's that's my I tip for I you. I bet yeah. I would. Or, yeah. or like jittery, but yeah. You, you do get jittery. And I don't think I would do it now. That was younger Don who could probably yeah. could handle the caffeine a little bit better. And older John Don gets a little jittery. This is how deep our nerddom goes. And you guys are getting a glimpse into like, we're true nerds here. So. We're true nerds. So we're going to nerd out in this episode today of the People Centric Podcast uh, and talk about like how we solve problems, but not like in a dorky way. Like the theme really isn't nerds, but the theme is thinking differently about stuff. Like how do we approach stuff? When we talk a lot about how we work with clients, I think we really surprise people. And I've talked to other consultants who work with clients and they talk about how they work with clients. And then, and what's interesting is they never ask how we work with clients, but I talked with them and asked them, which is also, by the way, a symptom of what we're going to talk about here. Most of the time when a consultant goes to work with a client, what, what I've learned, and this seems weird to me because this is not how we do it, it's I'm going to go in, I'm going to analyze what you're doing, and then I'm going to tell you what you're doing wrong, and I'm going to push against you. So you have these problems, and I'm going to jump in, and I'm going to solve it, right? We're going to jump in. I, I, we call it the vanilla ice method, right? You knew I was going there, didn't you? you could, I could see Diana's face reacting before it. I even said it. I knew it. Yeah. If there's a problem and the consultant jumps in and says, yo, I'll solve it. And they try to solve it. But our method is very people centric, which means that what we've learned is that people have to have some control over themselves. They have to feel like you're walking with them on something to really make an impact. So a lot of consultants that I talk to, and a lot of times it's on flights because a lot of consultants are flying around. I sat next to one who was with a big consulting firm, a really, really, really big one, started with a MIC. I won't say what it was, but it started with MIC. And uh, this consultant was telling me how much they hate their job. The consultant was. This is a consultant who travels around the country with one of the largest consulting firms in the country. 
and works with all other companies and was telling me how much they hate their job. And they said, I go into these places and I go and I see all these things that they're doing wrong. And I tell them they're doing it wrong and they don't change it. And they fight back and they hate me for it. And then I charge them lots of money for it. And then they feel resentful about this. And I was sitting there going the whole time, like, that doesn't sound like that works very well. Doesn't, that doesn't work. That's why we don't do that. <laughs> That's a big, that's a big, and this isn't, you might think, look, is this an interesting episode? Is this little people centric going after the big guys in terms of consulting? No, no. what we're trying to do is offer you a different way of thinking about problems and obstacles that you have. Uh, so we're going to use an example that came up pretty recently for us is we hung up a sign at our office. Now, some of you are thinking, how, where are you going with this? We ran into a problem with the city. I won't go into the details of it, but the city told us we had to do something. We didn't think that we were we had to do it. We had some information that said maybe we didn't need to do that. The city told us, no, you got to do that anyway, and kind of shot, put a shot across our bow and said, you, thou shalt do it. So we did it. And then later we found out that we really didn't have to do it. And so we brought the city back information that said, hey, actually, we didn't have to do that. And that cost us extra money. And the city came back and said, oops, you were right. Didn't say we're sorry at first. Eventually said they were sorry. Didn't really offer to compensate anything, at least at first, right? So a little bit of a problem. So we ended up elevating those things to other people in the city. I actually ended up going to a city council meeting and talking at the city council meeting. But what we've heard from a few folks who saw that city council discussion was they thought it was weird how we brought that up, how we brought that problem to the city. So let me talk about the traditional way of bringing it. And then we'll talk about like the people centric way of bringing it. And what we're there, where this topic came from also, Diana saw a video that, that talked about two successful, were they brothers? Is that how that were? Or two brothers who one was successful, one wasn't? Yeah. Yeah. So, so this great video, it was two brothers. One was a successful <clears throat> executive in a large company. The other one was in prison and they were both raised in the same house. They both have the same problems. They both, you know, had the same parents and the same amount of money and the same resources and all of that stuff. But one became an executive and one went to prison. And when you interviewed both of them, the one who was an executive was like, when the interviewer said, how did you get here? He sort of said, you know, I had a crappy childhood and I just, I wanted to get out of it. I wanted to make sure that I was different than that. So I did this and then I did this and I sort of jumped to here and I kind of maneuvered around and I ended up here. Uh, and then the interviewer goes to the, the um, person in prison, the brother in prison and was like, how did you get here? And he was like, oh, well, I had a crappy childhood and I didn't have much to go off of. And so I did this and then I did this and I made this choice and then I ended up here. And the moral of it or the, the tagline of the story was like, successful people don't have different problems. They have different solutions to the same problems that everyone else has. And I just thought that was such a great concept of like, how do you think differently about your problems to maneuver around them. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And you can kind of hear that as saying better solutions, but we're not even saying better solutions. It's a different approach. Right. Different. It's a different approach. And there's a lot of research on this kind of an approach. So let's talk about, let's go back to that council meeting and talk about the approach that we used at the council meeting. If you can imagine the city just did something to your business that cost you some money, 
and they were wrong. And by the way, you told them that you didn't think that that was right ahead of time, and they still did it and made you do it. And then you cost it cost you money, and now you get to stand in front of the city council, the bosses of all the people who made those decisions, and you get to say something to them. There's probably two different approaches. And I think the approach that the city council sees the most, because I actually heard from some folks who watch it and they say, we're used to seeing, and it's this, it's the way it's, it's, we'll call this direction A, uh, it, they're used to seeing, I, this is what happened. And I demand some, some satisfaction from this and the city manager should be fired. And you are all incompetent also for not doing this for us. And it's awful and da, 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 and you're fighting and you're pushing back really, really hard because there was an injustice and you're going to go fight it and we got to go fix it. Right. That's that's the type A. And unfortunately, like right now, especially going into this election year and all the things that are out there, like a lot of us are seeing that you're seeing that a lot on social media. Right. I am pro. I am a Biden person. I'm a Trump person. I'm a neither person. Whatever it is that you believe you people just they're fighting. They're fighting each other. And they push back against each other. And I think that reaction is a normal reaction. Right. Like there was an injustice. You did. You did get kind of messed over right like this was not cool it's not fair it is not okay that the city did this to you right so mm -hmm. it's a normal reaction for you to be like uh i'm mad about this and someone should pay someone should do something to compensate me for my troubles right yeah. that's a normal reaction full, full transparency that was exactly the reaction that diana and i had when we found out that in fact we were right and we had that and we did have a conversation where we kind of vented to each other a little bit and said like this is awful. We said this the whole time. They're gonna, they're gonna pay, and somebody's gonna, heads are gonna roll, and all that kind of stuff. It is a very natural human reaction, but it's also a very natural human reaction when you get reacted to like that to push back. That you are on the other side of that because nobody thinks of themselves as a villain or a failure. Like we don't think of ourselves that way. We think of ourselves as the hero in our own story, and so when somebody pushes it on us we push back. That's just very, very, very natural. If I just walk up to you right now and I started pushing on you, you would start pushing back on me and you would not even know why you were doing it. Right. Instead of just saying, I'm trying to move you to the other side of the room, you would push back on me. Like we are hardwired like that. That's something other. So what's approach B look like then? So if we're not going to fight now, keep in mind on the example for the council deal, the city, the, it's a good example because it's simple and we were absolutely right. Like we were right on this. I know sometimes there's issues that it's like, well, somebody was a little right and somebody was right on this one. But this one, kind of black and white, like they made a mistake. It cost us money. It shouldn't have cost us money. We actually pointed it out. They didn't do anything about it. Now, later, we we're figuring out that they were wrong. So now we were right. Like we have the high ground on this. Yeah. But the approach for B is you don't, if you have the high ground that you don't use it. Don't take advantage of that. Instead, what I did was I went to the council meeting and I said, I think we have an opportunity to learn from this story together. I think that the city wants to work better with businesses, but I've heard lots of other stories with businesses like this. And I think business owners struggle sometimes with the city. And by the way, I also think the city struggles with how they serve business owners. So what if we pulled together and worked better together through this? Like, what if we can, what if we made this a priority and wh what can I do to help? What can I do to help to solve this issue? What, what can we do better together? And so those conversations have already led to some things behind the scenes where we're talking about pulling some entrepreneurs together and talking with the city. And it's starting a community conversation around it. And the conversation isn't who do we fire or who do we go after or, or what do we do about this? 
what it's doing is it's we're we're meeting each other where we are is the idea or at least right now and i'll just be blunt about this like we're trying to meet the city where they are like we're trying to be we're, we're having lots of um empathy lots of you know allow i don't know what's the word i'm looking for diana lots of understanding right you're you're trying you to be you're trying to see it from the other side right you're you're not throw casting stones we're not saying that any one person in this situation is bad or did it wrong right we're just saying like we see all the sides i'm trying to be diplomatic and understand that there is a lot of things that happened here and i see all of it right i understand yeah. your side i want you to also understand mine I see all those sides exist, but I could be wrong about something too that I think I see, yeah. right? Sure. We often talk about that communication only really happens when you know you might be wrong. So like going into even that discussion, when one of the things when I talked to uh, one of the people in city management, I made the comment, I said, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are frustrated. And the comment back to me was like, I don't know about that. I don't know if a lot of other entrepreneurs are frustrated with that. And my response was, okay, I could be wrong about that too. Let's pull some entrepreneurs together and let's find out. Like, let's actually dive into this a little bit and let's see. And if we pull a group and we're going to have a meeting in a few weeks here, and we, we might pull together three dozen entrepreneurs into the room in the city, and we might sit there and they may all go around talking about how awesome it is working with the city and how nobody ever else has any problems with that. That could be the conversation that happens. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's going to be because I have talked to a lot of those entrepreneurs and a lot of them are very anxious to come to the meeting because they want to share stories similar to ours that happened. But I think that's a key point in that you just said real communication happens when you know you might be wrong. And for us to admit that we might be wrong in that scenario means that we're already thinking differently, right? You didn't, you didn't go back with, no, 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 trust me. I've talked to these people. I've talked to city uh, employees. I've talked to other entrepreneurs. Trust me, there's an issue, right? You went to like, oh, well, if you're not hearing it, maybe maybe I am wrong. Maybe I, that's a judgment that I'm making, right? And by just doing that, you're disarming the other party and saying, oh, they're willing to look and check and do their research. They're willing to hear me. I was just heard on something. And I think that's a really important way to address some of the conflict is by to think differently and say, I might be wrong about some of these things. Yeah. We've talked before about this idea, you know, Bruce Lee, famous martial arts, martial artists. Uh, one of the things that he always talks about is you flow like water. So if somebody, if you try to punch water, water doesn't try to resist the punch. It just flows around it. It just, it just kind of, it doesn't even try to, it just absorbs it. It just goes right through it. Right. And then when you remove your hand, the water just flows right back into the spot that it was in. A lot of times we think that if somebody's going to come at us and they're going to fight us. So just to put this into context, so a lot of you are thinking, well, I'm not fighting the city right now on an issue, but do you have a conflict with a coworker? Do you have a conflict with your boss? Have somebody come to you and said something that they, you don't like, you know, in the recent times? It's really natural to feel that, well, you're fighting me, so I'm going to resist you, and I'm going to be like a rock. And so when you hit the rock, the only option is the rock's going to break or whatever hits the rock is going to break, right? Or they're going to collide, and you're both going to get concussions, and you're both going to have to go to the hospital, and you're going to have to take a bunch of medicine, and it's just going to go. I probably went too far with this example. Went but too you get, far, but still. But if there's a moment where you say, like, I want to hear, tell me more about this. Like, let me, uh, listen, at the end of the day, we both agree on this. 
then you're kind of like taking the punch, but you're just, you're just, you're turning with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love Bruce Lee. I don't, I don't think I knew it was Bruce Lee. I always attributed it to you. And I was like, Don says all the time, slow like water. Um, but yeah, I love that concept. That's another way of thinking differently about conflict and thinking differently about problems. If everything you run into is another obstacle and you're going to be obstinate as well, you're not going to move anything forward. But if you're going to be the water and flow around it, things are going to happen differently, right? If, but but it is that moment where you're like, okay, am I going to be an obstacle and, and push or am I going to flow like water and figure out how to make this thing different? And yeah. I just think it's a, it's not a lot of, not a lot of people think that way, right? Because it's not the natural reaction. That's not our go-to to flow like water. Our go-to is to be obstinate. Yeah. So let's talk about how we can take the not so natural, but very people centric approach to this. So it's an effective way of doing this. So we just made the pitch for this. And by the way, it's very important. Like when we work with clients, you know, we talked about how the other consultant firm might work with clients. When we work with clients, we've recognized, we have a saying a lot, is we have to meet them where they are, yeah. which means we have to talk about the things that they're worried about. We have to get to, we have to go figure out where they're at. What are they concerned about? What are they happy about? What are the thou shalts in their organization? What are the things that they're willing to work on? And wherever they're at, we meet them wherever they're at. Even though if we as outsiders come in and oftentimes look at it and go like, that's probably wrong. We could probably need to change that. We could probably go do this. We could list, if we listed all those things out and told the clients, just do all those things, they would start resisting those changes. But if we go and we meet with them and we start putting things on the table and we start sharing observations, and first of all, we reflect, we meet them where they are, we reflect to them what we hear about where they're at. So they know we're standing right next to them now. You're frustrated with this, 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 this is what you see, right? This is what we talked about. And then all we do is we take a step and we say, what's, you know, what about this? Could we change this? What if we worked on this thing? And then if they take the step with us, then now they're, we're in sync. Now we're starting to walk together. And if that step helps them, then they'll take another step forward. And if that's not the step that they want to take, then we'll take the step back and meet them where they are again. And then listen again and say, okay, now what step could we take together? And then we'll just take a little step. And maybe it's a little thing that they're willing to change. Uh, we work with a hospital system. And one of the things that we really pointed out was their organizational chart was really wonky. We keep using the term wonky. And if you listen to other episodes, we talk about that a lot. A wonky org chart is a wonky organization. The org chart does not lie. If you have a supervisor with 85 employees, I can tell you already, it doesn't matter how good the supervisor is, you can't manage 85 people, right? That there's too much load on the beam, the beam's gonna crash. I don't need to build the building to find out that that's gonna happen. You can see it on the org chart. So we were seeing things like that throughout the organization. And we came in and talked about it in our study and said like, boy, that could get better. And we could probably redefine this. We could redo this and we could redo this. And their admin team was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We are not going to restructure the entire organization. So then in that moment, it's tempting to go, well, then I guess we can't work together. But instead, what we did is we said, like, tell us a little bit why you don't want to restructure the organization. And the answer was because they saw it as an additional cost because they saw, okay, we're going to be adding some layers to it probably. So they were worried about that. And they just didn't, they were skeptical about what it was going to do with the organization. So then we talked about, hey, is there one specific team that we could pilot something on and just see if it worked? And they looked at that and said, you know, actually there's one department over here that's in, in a bad condition and we think we can maybe make it better. Let's focus in that space and let's do, let, we can do it there. Let's try it there and we'll pilot it. 
So we piloted it in the one department. It had radical impact on them. They started going like, maybe there is something to this. And they started getting a little bit excited about it. And then it's okay, well, let's try it again. And now in this department over here, they still weren't all in on it, but now they're taking another step with us. Let's try it in this department. And they tried it in that department. And then that worked really well. And now they're still sitting back, starting to sit back and go, where else can we do this at? This is really helpful for us. It's those kind of steps. Now, most of you listening are not consultants. Most of you listening probably don't have to go to an organization and think, how do I transform an organization? But most of us have bosses. So if you had a conflict with your boss, maybe your boss told you you did something wrong that maybe you didn't think you did wrong. How could you use that approach? Approach A is, I did not do that. You are totally wrong. I'm going to push back on you. I'm going to fight you. How? What would approach B look like, Diana, if your boss told you something that you disagree with? What's approach B look like? I mean, kind of take that step, right? Ask more questions, figure out what the actual problem is and where it started and why you think that it, why he thinks he or she, your boss thinks that it's a problem asking questions so that you are both aligned in what is going on and the communication is clear. That's like the most basic thing to get everybody walking towards the same thing, right? Just, which we say all the time, ask questions, ask more questions, ask, be more curious, um, but yeah, it's and it's not just conflict. It's prop. It's any problem that arises, right? Like, oh my goodness, my checking account is low. What are the steps that I have to take to get that different? Right? It's all these different things in life that can come up as obstacles. You have to start thinking differently about how to move around them. Yeah, it's confronting the reality first, right? It's like yeah. meeting the situation where it really, really is. It's not like saying, oh, I don't want to look at the checking account because I know it's struggling, but I'm going to focus over here, right? Or I don't want to hear my boss say these things because it's hard to hear sometimes. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to somebody we just had dinner with uh, down in Atlanta, Erica Knoll. I know you're a listener of the podcast, so we're, we're going to mention you because you said something really, you said lots of really cool things, Erica. But uh, I like one of the things you said that one that had a big impact on you. Now, Erica is a COO of a large orthopedic practice uh, down, down in the Atlanta area. And one of the things that she said that was most valuable for her as she advanced in her career was she took a course at Duke about listening. And it was just, how do you like really, truly listen? And you would think that that would be really easy. Like you just sit across and she talked about that in the course. Like you just sit down and you're like, okay, the other person's going to say some things to you and you're going to listen. And then you're going to repeat back kind of like what they said, but really hear it, like really hear what the situation is. And she said it was surprisingly difficult and it's a skill that you really have to learn. What we do really as humans is when someone else is talking to us and they're telling us something that we don't like, that's a little bit out of alignment or we're surprised about, is the barriers start to go up and we stop listening and we start thinking about what our response is going to be. We start thinking, why are you doing this to me? Why do I, how am I going to respond back? Instead of really digging in and listening. And the way that they train them to listen is what we do all the time. And it goes back to Diana, what you just said is you ask questions. You just keep asking questions. I'm sorry that you feel that way. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, tell me how that impacts it. Tell me a little bit about where you see my role in that. And tell me about what you could see. Where could I do this better? And just really making sure that you're listening and that you're asking enough questions. And then starting to reflect back. Okay, I hear, I hear you. So what you're saying is that this happened, this happened, da, 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 and that would be really frustrating with you. Then you can, if let's say the other person is completely wrong about their perspective. Now you've met them where they are. Now you can offer maybe an alternative and say, don't say, but you're wrong and say, I, the way you feel and everything right now is totally correct. 
let's talk a little bit about how that happened and what the role was and what exactly happened. Can I share my perspective in it? And you offer a little bit, but now you're walking together. You're not pushing against each other. We don't have to make enemies of each other. But I, I, I liked that idea from Erica, just the listening, but listening through questions. Yeah, yeah. And I think in, in the, the example that you shared with the city, one of the first responses when they said, oh, you were right. My question back to them was, can you tell me about what happened? Can you tell me how I was right a while ago and pointed it out and I still got pushed back and like, what, what, where was the breakdown in the process? Can you just tell me what happened? You know, yeah. and, and I think that was in an effort to understand it better. It was an effort for me to, to know, you know, don't push back, don't fight ask more questions, listen more carefully, understand what's going on over there so that you don't become this like butting heads, terrible mess and create a bunch of conflict. It was, let's humanize it. Let's figure out what happened. And I just, can you tell me more about where things went wrong and what happened in this process? Yeah, that was I my question. And I would shift like, like you just said, to not create a lot of conflict. I think we are, we're, we're talking about That's conflict true. here. That's true. It's just, it's just the healthy kind of conflict. Yeah. It's it's the good result kind of conflict. It's not a head-to-head -head battle royale. Yeah. One person walks away. It's a, well, well, I'm surprised by that. Or let's talk about that. Like, tell me more information. Like, I really want to learn more about it. And it's looking at it differently. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to do. We talk about high ground and low ground sometimes when there's a battle because there's, Usually one side on a battle is a little more right than the other side. I'm just going to be blunt. Like, I think everybody knows that that's true. And like in this, this example with the city, we felt like we had the high ground and we felt like we really had the high ground. Like it was, it was just a blunt mistake. Like it was just a blunt mistake and they didn't respond perfectly to the blunt mistake. So we really, really have the high ground or feel like we do. But in that moment to reach out and not use that, Right. There's a there's a saying that I, I remember that my parents used to talk about uh, that. They said, you know, you when you know somebody else really, really well, you know exactly how to press their buttons and then you don't. Yeah. And then you don't do it. And I think that's this, that's kind of what we're talking about. Of Like, yeah, you can get a really good shot back in. And sometimes it's the moment that you could get a shot in and you could really hit somebody else and then you don't. And the other person realizes that that builds something that is really critical inside teams, which is called trust. It's to say, yeah. you could have taken out my legs just now, but instead you met me where I was. We worked through it together and we came out of it both sides on the same side, standing side by side, trying to figure things out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, I think, I think the visual of like, if everything you encounter, you become the obstacle too. And so there's just, two rocks sitting in the stream and no one's flowing around anything. It's, it's, it shows that you're not moving anything forward. You're not fixing anything. You're not changing anything. You've just become two rocks in the water. Instead, you could be the water and flow around it and create change and movement. And, you know, I, I think it's just so important that we think about it in those terms of like, am I going to be an obstacle or am I going to flow like water? Yeah. The other image in my mind is the North who and the South who like Dr. Seuss, right? Have you heard that story? I like don't the, think so. The North, there's a North who, who only goes North. There's a South who only goes South and they run into each other. Oh. Right. And they have no option. Like 
I go north. I'm a northie. I only go north. Well, I'm a southie when I only go south. And they just stand in front of each other and every, the world goes the world goes by around them as they Right. just sit They're there not and stare going at anywhere. them. They're not going anywhere. You're not going to be able to move. Uh, Abraham Lincoln said it at one point. He says, what's the value of knowing true north if the north leads you into a swamp where you're going to get stuck and never get out of it? Like sometimes you have to take, you have to meander a little bit. You have to be a little bit flexible in the relationships that you have so that you can build some trust with people. And those are really, those are opportunities. Those aren't problems. Those are opportunities. Like I'm excited. It's weird about this. Like I was really, really frustrated about the sign. Like I'm being totally transparent because it sounds like I'm, Uh, like, well, boy, I rose above that and did a great job of it. No, I was for, for a year since that's been going on, I have been super negative about that sign. Like, like forget Springfield, never mind. I don't want to live here anymore. Like all the different things with that until like, I just shifted my perspective a little bit. Uh, and a friend helped walk me through that to understand that a little bit. And it was like, wait a second, this is like a client that you work with. What happens if a client doesn't go the direction you want them to go? And I said, well, you go back and meet them where they are. And then when we did that, now all I see is opportunity and I am super excited about it. Like it's a positive thing. This sign, like we paid money for this thing, like it costs us money on it. So my logic is like, let's get something from that. Let's, let's make sure that, and the city's embarrassed about it. Like they don't want that to happen either. Let's work together. But what a cool opportunity to be able to leverage that relationship and to leverage those failures. We don't succeed together as a team by being perfect together. We succeed by being imperfect together. That's the, that's the opportunities that we have. So it's just thinking differently about these problems that we have. Yeah. Yeah. So we said like, ask questions, build the trust, uh, go into it knowing you might be wrong. Are there any other things that you think really help change that perspective? What are things that you've come up with? Yeah, I, I also, I think the other piece that I would add to that is acknowledge that the human reaction is going to hit you first. Totally. which Yeah. is going to be, which is going to bring the anger. And we've talked about this before. We don't fight well when we're angry, we fight badly. So we tell people don't fight angry. So allow yourself to be angry, you know, find somebody you trust, like Diana and I trust each other. So we have the conversation about it. And so we could get through the, like, we're going to, let's work out the bad ideas in the safe, in the lab. And then we'll come out now. Okay. Those are all the bad ideas. And that felt good to get that out. And now what's the opportunity here? And that allowed us once the, once the cortisol leaves your brain and the stress and all the anger and stuff like that, then you're back to the logical brain. And then you start thinking, you know, actually there's an opportunity here. And then you get excited and that allows you to go in the conversation a little bit better. So I think there might be like a, if we, if I liked your step of like, okay, meet people where they are by asking questions, listen, reflect, and then take steps together. I think the the step zero is, but pause first, like in that Yeah. moment, like, like Yeah. take a, take a breath, take a breath and take a second. And if you feel like you want to punch the other person in the face, don't, and just wait, you know. <laughs> don't, don't. That's good advice. Don't punch somebody in the face. That's the lesson from people centric today is let's just don't, don't, No, don't hit. I, I do love that though, because there is, there have been times that you and I have both been irrational about different parts of this whole story, right? Mad. frustrated, angry, indignant, right? There's, it's just, we've run the gamut. Um, but I think that since both of us have come to the solution of like, oh, this is an opportunity and it is healthy for us to engage in this in a different way and think differently about it. Now we're both excited about it and it's not an obstacle. We're moving something forward, Right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
So hopefully this is applicable to everybody. And I hope you can see how that impacts every relationship you have on your team. If you're an employer and you're struggling with an employee and they've been around for a little while and you're struggling with something and they do something like have the conversation and listen to them, understand what that is. That could be something as simple. We've used the example a lot of like an employee who starts coming in late to work every day, just sitting there, why are you coming in late to work every day? What's happening? Like, tell me a little bit what's going on. We just had a client who did that with an employee and the employee said, well, Actually, I'm a single mom and I drop off at the daycare and the time of work that you start, I barely get here every day. And the employer is like, well, what if I had you start like half an hour later and you work at half an hour later every day? And she was like, that would be amazing. You know, it's like those things are opportunities that was potential conflict, potentially even for getting somebody fired. But because they had a really simple conversation that neither side really wanted to have at the beginning, frankly, because it's awkward and it's weird. They had the conversation, they had a simple resolution to it, and now they're back together and stronger than they were going into it. There's opportunities for us to do that every day. Don't get sucked into the politics. Don't get sucked into the, my boss is a jerk. Don't get sucked into my employees are lazy. Don't get sucked into those paradigms because that's where you fight and you push. And the North and the South, you're going to conk heads. It's going to be terrible, right? That's probably why you don't know the story, Diana, because it's not a very exciting ending. Do they just end up, I think, I don't even remember how, I don't think it ends. I think they just stand there and like the world goes on around them. I don't remember what happens, but I remember. I mean, I love that. I love that because that's absolutely what could happen, right? Like instead of, instead of the healthy response, the unhealthy response is just stand there and do nothing, right? And both people lose. Yeah. yeah, as much as we love heading north in our lives, there might be some real opportunities to head east, west, or maybe even south for a minute. Yeah, uh, just to just to make sure that uh, you catch up with others and others can catch up with you. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was eloquent. Well said, sir. That, well that said. was philosophical. Like it was like Doctor Susie and all that kind of stuff. It was yeah, I feel. I mean, and then was- I spiked the football and ruined it at the end of the podcast episode here. You did, yeah. The, it got a little braggy. Wow. Okay. Well, Diana and I have some conflict now to take steps through that we're going to go through. Um, but I need to take a beat after this. Um, breathe before you address me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This is what, we live very far away from each other. So that would be a very long punch, but yeah. 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 I love this episode, Diana. This was fun. I like doing these yeah. with you. I love doing these with our friend, with our, with our whole team. Everybody okay. is great. I love this, but I think we have we have fun with these. So I hope you had fun too as listeners and watchers on YouTube and all the things and uh, always reach out. We love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening to this episode of the People Centric Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the People Centric Podcast. We are so grateful for you joining us every week. If you like this content, please like and subscribe. Also, feel free to share on your social media with everyone that you know. It really does help us. If you would like to contact us, I have put our information in the show notes. Please reach out anytime. We love hearing from you. We will be back next week with a new 